Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. We just lost our host. Hello, welcome to the PHNX Live podcast. All that preparation on how this show's gonna go, and now she's not here. (laughs) Oh God! I'm I'm your fill-in host, Greg Esposito. (laughs) We don't know what's going on with Lindsay Smith. The joys of uh, doing podcasting remotely from uh, our various locations. We've got a fun. Friday for you, and this is uh, this is about as fun as it can start. Where uh, we don't know who's hosting. That's it. I mean, it doesn't get any better than we're live and we have no hosts. So that's where we are. I'm Espo. He's Saul Bookman. He's Gerald Bourget. I think Lindsay Smith is with us. Lindsay, the question of the day is: Are you here? I think so. I literally <laughs> was like about to talk, and then all of a sudden it just went black. Said something went wrong. And it kicked me out. So my bad, guys. How you doing on this lovely Friday afternoon? She loved how you were like, this is this is this is this and this. And then as soon as we start, she's gone. I was prepared, but my neighbor's internet was not. Peyton said I'm using my neighbor's internet in the chat. And they must be right. I like Shane asking, can you imagine if it happened in studio and Lindsay just disappeared right before we started? I'd be slightly more concerned. I'll tell you that. A little much, bit, so. a little bit. It would feel like a Jordan Peele movie all of a sudden. I <laughs> don't know if I like that. You know what's even more frustrating about this is that I pay for like super high speed internet to try to avoid these type of things. And I'm like, yo, do I get a discount now that it dropped? Like, what's up? Because this is not cool. I'm not I'm not here for the shenanigans. I've today. had the same issues, Lindsay. I even checked my speed yesterday. I had like 500 and 500. Like it was just going crazy. I was like, oh. My speed's fine. Couldn't get StreamYard to load on my computer at all. So here I am on the phone. Out of control. Out of control. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and dive into today's show. We had Eddie Johnson join us yesterday on the show, and it was a really good conversation. We He actually gave us quite a bit of time to talk with him, but I know there were a few things that we wanted to kind of rehash and dive a little bit deeper into. Saul, I know you have a specific topic that was really at the top of your mind. So why don't you lead this conversation for us? Yeah, you know, he had mentioned yesterday about how, um, you know, the CP3 and possibly being, you know, ill or just not being right due to sickness. And we all could speculate that it's COVID, but, you know, obviously we'll never probably know. and how he he kind of felt a certain way about like listen if your guy's not a hundred percent 
I'm not down with this whole thought that like, you know, Chris Paul clearly was not at 100%. And he was so far removed from being 100% in five straight games. And I know campaign was playing bad. But if you're money, I mean, is campaign playing 25 minutes maybe better than what CP3 ultimately gave you? Um, that's kind of where I went with this and where my thinking was. And, and then it even it makes it even more atrocious that Aaron Holiday didn't get any minutes um, because of that either. You know what I mean? It, like, listen, you were scrambling. And I would, I would even wager to say that Chris Paul being out there and not really being able to do anything seemingly was more of a detriment to the team than it helped. And, and that's kind of where I feel like, you know what, even a, even a, a terrible campaign might have been a better move than CP3 at 25%. Okay, but if it was COVID, like the athletic claims, we don't know who else had it either. Like, so, so I, I don't know. I, Chris Paul went out there and, well, and tried. Well, like, I, I, well, there's too many what ifs in this entire sure, scenario. But, but, we but, don't but know. If, if, if we're going off the report, if we're going off the report, it said one player had it. Okay. It said one player and, tested and, positive for it. Doesn't mean that that was the only player to have it. How deep do we want to go? There was one player out there that clearly was not himself. So that's all I can go off of, I suppose. So he played so far below what he had showed in games one and two and in the previous series against the Pelicans, so far removed from that, that he it was clear that there was something going on with him, right? So off of that and off of my visual of that, that's why I'm saying like maybe it would, would have been a better idea to at least give some other guys a little bit more of an opportunity rather than play Chris Paul 30, 35 minutes, despite the fact that he's not Chris Paul. I think in that case, you know, we've talked about Monty's faith in the guys, but it goes beyond that. Like Chris Paul was an all NBA player. You're going to go down with the captains of your ship, like campaigns numbers in the playoffs, 4.2 points per game, 29% shooting from the floor, 17% shooting from three. Like I'd still rather have a one-legged, or a one-armed Chris Paul out there than a one-legged or a two-legged or two-legged arm. Like, no, campaign was bad. He was just not good in the playoffs. I, I get your point about Aaron Holiday. I would have liked to see Monty at least give him some run, give him an opportunity, especially with the way that campaign was playing. But, like, neither one of those guys were saving the series. You, If it's COVID, that's one thing. I think we've been very clear that if guys were playing with COVID and knew that they had it, they should have sat out. But, like, as far as the quad injury or just him not playing as effectively, I mean, good luck benching a Hall of Famer and, like, you know, whatever he is, 10-time, 12-time All-NBA player at the time of year where you need him most. I just don't – like, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I don't know how you can make that call in the moment. Look, can we just take a step back? I think we need to admit that if you were at the point where you were putting in campaign or Aaron Holiday – that with how the Dallas Mavericks were playing, you weren't winning the series. We, I think we've overplayed how much was wrong with the Suns and underplayed how well the Dallas Mavericks played in those final two games too. So I don't think it matters who you're playing at point guard. I don't think it changes. Maybe you lose by 25 rather than 50 or being down 50 at one point in game seven. But I just don't think if you're if you're taking Chris Paul out that it's going to dramatically change your fate at that point because you were so subpar in what was backing up Chris Paul that you you just weren't going to be in it. I think we've got to give Dallas some credit. 
for what they were able to do. And I don't think we've done that enough here. I think we've looked at COVID or injury or whatever, but the Dallas Mavericks played damn good basketball in game six and game seven. They did. But what I will also say is, is that Monty didn't do enough to try and overcome the, the lack of productivity that was coming from one of the key guys that he had to rely on all season long, right? There was no adjustments to be made because Chris Paul was playing so poorly bad, right? Like, that's the other thing is, like, the trust that Monty has, I think in this situation, listen, and I get your point, Gerald. Like, he's he's all NBA. He's Yeah, that's great. 64 games in the first round, he was fantastic. And the first two games of the series, he was awesome. Games three and four, you're like, oh, wait, what? What's going on? Game five, he was still kind of the same guy, even though they blew him out. And then game six, kind of went back to games three and four. Like at some point, that's where Monty loses me, is that his his refusal to try and experiment in some games where it just looked like things were just getting out of hand. And some of these games were over by mid-third quarter, right? Like the fact that he wouldn't even try to play Aaron Holiday until the last two minutes of a game is, is kind of atrocious to me. And that's where I go with this, is that – I understand trusting your players. I understand if, if, if Devin Booker says, you know, like, I got a bum ankle, but I'm a go. And you see how it goes. And, but even he got limited in the New Orleans series with his hamstring. Like, Monty, you know, he put him out there, then brought him back. Put him out there, and then brought him back. Like, he was very cautious about that. Why didn't he do the same thing with Chris Paul? I don't get it. Yeah, well, I agree with you. Go ahead. Sorry, Lindsay. I'm just, just going to say it depends on the extent of the injury. We still don't know what the extent of that quad injury was or whether they knew that he had tested positive or that he was feeling symptoms before. Like, we just don't know the extent, so I can't speculate on that part of it. Go ahead, Lindsay. I was just going to say I kind of agree with you, Saul, in the sense of like – but I also agree with you, Espo. Would it have made a difference enough to win – the game or the series had Monty turned to campaign a little bit more or more specifically Aaron Holiday. Maybe not, but I don't know about you guys, but I would have preferred to at least seen Aaron Holiday a little bit more and have potentially be a less drastic blowout because I think that was the thing that stung the most. It was like we didn't even go into our bag to see if that was even a potential to help us win this game or at least close the gap. And because we lost in such a historically tragic fashion, that's what hurt the most. If it was like at least a 10-point game or something like that, something that was even remotely like watch a watch, I don't know that it would have stung as bad. It probably still would have hurt, but it wouldn't have been as dramatic. I agree. That goes, goes back to earlier in the year. Monty not playing Aaron Holiday earlier, integrating him getting those minutes when you had things more locked up, uh, you know, going to Alfred Payton late in the year instead of an Aaron holiday. Like that's where I think Monty screwed up because he didn't build the trust in anybody other than Chris Paul earlier on when you get to the break glass in case of emergency state, like that's why I don't think it would have changed much because he didn't put his faith in Aaron earlier in the year. I agree with you guys. Monty should have tried something that's part of on him, but it should have started with the foundation being laid much earlier on. The one game that I, that, that really sticks out into my mind in terms of a game that I feel like the Suns could have won. Um, and then they let it get out of hand was game four game four to me felt like it was a winnable game. 
Um, second half, they were right there and they cut the lead. They got on a run. They got, they cut the lead, I think to like maybe seven or maybe even four, I think. And then, uh, DFS starts fucking hitting threes like crazy and then kind of extends the lead and that's it. I felt like there were some key parts of that, that little, that little run where if you had somebody who had some juice, just a little bit of juice to keep the momentum going, you might've been okay. And you might've found a way to win. But again, like Espo said, you know, he deferred to Alfred Payton in the later part of the year. And then even admitted he had screwed up by deferring to Alfred Payton and not giving holiday enough minutes. And you want a coach that has enough foresight. And somebody even mentioned in the chat, and I'm not trying to, to, you know, put the warriors on a pedestal, but they go pretty deep at, at very random times during the season to experiment with things. And I wish Monty would kind of take a lesson from that um, just to see what you have in the bag. I, I completely agree. I think, the whole Alfred Payton thing late in the year was very confusing for a lot of us because Aaron holiday, when he first arrived was pretty good off the bench. You know, he looked like an immediate upgrade over Payton. He looked like a guy that maybe you could play five, 10 minutes in a playoff series, just that burst of energy. Um, But I do think even if that had happened, like if you need Aaron holiday to ball out because Chris Paul and campaign are playing the way that they are in a playoff series, just to beat the Dallas Mavericks, like, You've already lost. Like you're not. It's, you're not it's, winning a it's, title. That's true. That's true. But at the same time, I've seen dudes named like Gary Neal of all fucking players Gary thrive <laughs> in the finals and carry a Spurs team to a championship. Like I have seen that happen. So that doesn't mean that's out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> but if you're gonna point the finger at Monty, you have to point it at James Jones too, for not ensuring that the roster was fortified enough that if you got into a position where Chris Paul again what was hurting or whatever that there was somebody that Monty could turn to and trusted. They put a lot of their eggs in the campaign basket, hoping that he caught lightning in a bottle again. He didn't, they trade for Aaron holiday and apparently Monty didn't trust him. That's, that's problematic. Like, I think it's, I think it's on both of those guys uh, in part because the roster wasn't where it needed to be. And Monty didn't play the pieces that were there. So I think it's two part. It is, and it's also worth noting that, like, again, hindsight is twenty twenty with this stuff because we talked earlier in the year around the All-Star break about how campaign was not playing the way he did last year. He had that breakout season last year, and then this year it was complete regression to the mean. We talked about that, and then Chris Paul goes down for 15 games, and campaign steps up. And I, I think that vindicated Jones's decision in the moment to not get more, you know, to not abandon ship on campaign to trust their guys. And it looked like it was going to work out because he was fantastic during that stretch where he was starting for Chris Paul. He had the best point differential during that stretch. The Suns went nine and two. He was averaging damn near a double-double. Like he was finally looking like, okay, maybe this is the resurgence of campaign we saw last year. And then come playoff time, it went complete. It was even worse than he was all season. So that's a tough spot to be in, and we'll talk about this next week, but now the Suns are in a spot where it's like, okay, campaign is not that reliable secondary ball handler or guy who can create his own offense. Now what do we do? Because he's only on the books for $6 million, but he's still under contract for next year and then the following year partially guaranteed. So they're going to need to be creative as far as how they bring in that other guy that can create his own offense and possibly a replacement for Payne that you can actually rely on in the playoffs. 
And, you know, I'll give Monty a small amount of credit as far as the campaign kind of situation goes, because, Gerald, like you had mentioned, we did talk about it at that time when he had to really step up for this team in the regular season that, and we said the same thing about Landry Shamit, like try to ride those guys so that you could potentially um, get them out of their slump, right? Like shoot their way out of the slump, work through these rough situations that they're kind of going through and see if they can find that confidence to get back to better play. And it worked for a little bit, but it didn't last. And that was the thing that really was, was the end all be all for us, you know? Mm-hmm. Code, Code Zio, I love this comment. Maybe campaign will work on his game and get better, and maybe the clouds will open up and rain beer and Skittles. <laughs> I mean, listen, at this point in Phoenix, I'll just take any sort of rain we can get to help cool it down because it, it's so hot. I'm not ready for it. Is my mic is my mic yes. better, guys? Yes. Yes. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> any final thoughts on this uh, conversation? Like Gerald said, we'll dive into some of the specifics a little bit more later next week and maybe some of the changes that can be made, but just right now. Um, the, the last, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, if you want a teaser of the campaign stuff we'll be talking about next week, I did just write an article today on gophnx.com about pain struggles, about where that leads the Suns. And then next week I will be writing about a couple of options they could look into at with the mid-level exception to kind of upgrade that position. So uh, go over to gophnx.com if you're interested in reading about where campaign struggled, uh, where he needs to improve and, and where that kind of leaves the Suns right now. I came across this sticker yesterday because, uh, uh, you know, I was just cleaning up my office. And I just, I feel like I want to give a shout out to my <laughs> friends over at uh, Suns Jam Session because we are officially on Aiden Watch as we speak. And uh, the more and more I think about it, guys, I mean, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm like, please, please, please do not trade DeAndre Aiden. I just, I can't get away from it. You're watching what Robert Williams is doing with the Celtics right now um, and the team that they have built around him. I just feel like that's that's kind of as close to the model as you're going to get. Um, and the, I would argue even the Suns have additional pieces better than that. So I just uh, – uh, please don't trade DeAndre Aiden. Suns, please don't do it. <laughs> please and thank you. All right, gentlemen, it's time for some screenshots. Presented by Arizona Department of Health Services, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. All right, first up, we've got some really fun summer suns news. This is an actual, like, positive for us. If a Lundberg is going to be participating in summer league, playing for the Phoenix Suns, a familiar face that we can all get behind cheering for, uh, early July. This is exciting news, you guys. It could be a potentially entertaining summer league. Oh, was that the best photo the- that they could find? <laughs> exactly. They did him dirty with that photo. What is it like? Come on. I mean, it was probably slim pickings, let's be real. If you blacked out the nine, you would think that that was Devin Booker. <laughs> getting blocked? No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, he's getting fouled in the face, to be clear. <laughs> Uh, look, I'm I'm excited for this because, you know, if A had waited and, and bided his time for a chance in the NBA, got a uh, what amounted to a cup of coffee here at, at the end in limited minutes. But I'd love to see what he can do at Summer League. I get that it's not the top talent. You're not uh, you're not playing against NBA level talent at most uh, in most cases, but it will give you a, a slight understanding of 
Can he be part of that guard rotation? Can he be one of the answers you're looking for going into next year? And I'd imagine if he's going to play in summer league, that the Suns have said to him, there's probably a guaranteed deal for you here in, in some kind of low money way. You're not going to risk going and playing in summer league without some kind of wink, wink, we got you covered because this guy uh, is putting, you know, a lot on the line to go out there and play in Vegas when if he gets injured, it screws him in the Europe side of things as well. So I think he's probably part of what their plan going into 2022, 23 is if he's going to play in Vegas. Yeah, and it'll be nice to have a recognizable name on the roster. I know last year it was pretty much just Jalen Smith and a lot of guys we have never really heard of. Um, this year it might be kind of similar, maybe Ish Wainwright if they're able to figure out uh, terms to a deal because I think he is a restricted free agent as well. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to get a look at him. I think the Suns have been looking at him for a lot longer than most people realize. Um, and it'll be good to see what he can do, what he can't do, whether he can be that third guard at a probably very cheap contract for them because the Suns need production out of minimum contracts at this point. Um, and we haven't really got to see much of him in games. We've seen a little bit in practice, just a kind of rough idea of what he could be. So Summer League is a great opportunity for him to kind of shine, and hopefully we'll see more of what he can do. Uh, yeah, I have the exact opposite feelings as you guys. But, hey – Future shot. First of all, nobody's planning on on any non-guaranteed just kind of, hey, 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 wink deal. I know that, especially if he's got millions of dollars or the potential for, you know, a lucrative contract overseas. Like, you wouldn't put yourself at risk for that. So he's definitely not playing in the summer league without some type of a guarantee um, on paper, for sure. What I was saying is I think they have the wink-wink now because he can't sign anything now, but he's saying he's going to play in summer league. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's what I meant by that. Gotcha. And then second of all, um, I saw, you know, we saw him in, in some spot minutes here and there. Um, I mean, if, if you're hoping he's going to develop like a Drogic, uh, Drogic, is Drogic? Drogic. Drogic. I always screw that up. Drogic. Drogic. I always yeah. screw that up. Um, then maybe, you know, maybe that's the path you go down. But, you know, the Suns are relatively in win-now mode. So I don't know how many minutes he's going to see next year, uh, especially considering who they may bring in uh, to supplement Chris Paul. So uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of a, a non-starter for me. Look, I take him over uh, Alfred Payton any day. So anybody and their mom would take Ife Lundberg over Alfred Payton. There you go. Because <laughs> contrary to what Monty said, you can have too many damn Alfred Paytons. And that's one. <laughs> that's one. Yes. Um, I thought this was a cute little nugget Dwayne Rankin tweeted out about Ife. He picked number 19 to wear because his son was born December 19th, 2019. So there you go. That's why he wears number 19. Cute little nugget of information there. All right, guys, our next screenshot. Uh, we had Eddie Johnson on our show yesterday. If you missed that, you can go back and listen to it. And he had Charles Barkley on his show recently. And Charles got on there and said that he thinks Draymond Green's podcast has become a distraction. Now, not necessarily a distraction for Draymond himself, but for more specifically the younger guys on the Warriors team, because there is so much conversation going on around Draymond and his podcast. And he was saying that with the younger guys, they haven't been through the fire, right? Like they haven't had all the fights that the veteran guys on that team have had. And this is be, could be becoming a distraction for them because now they're 
answering questions about Draymond's podcast. They're getting more grief from fans about Draymond's podcast. Do you agree or disagree that Draymond's podcast is a distraction? Uh, I, I disagree that it's a distraction for those younger guys. Those younger guys grew up in the social media generation. They don't care. They, they've seen it a million times. They've seen other guys do it. Like they don't, they don't, they don't, those dudes are probably doing Instagram in the locker room during college. Like they don't care. Like, so I don't think it's a distraction for them. I think it's a distraction for Draymond Green. I think now he's having to answer for those questions. And you saw game three and how he performed with his quadruple single. Like he was absolutely terrible. So I think Draymond is Draymond himself is, is a distraction. I just think that that's just who he is. He's much like Dennis Rodman was for the Bulls back in the day. The only difference was that the Bulls were a veteran-laden team, um, and they had been used to those antics for three years. Whereas, you know, maybe maybe in that maybe in that regard, the younger guys are not used to all the antics that come along with Draymond Green. But I don't think they're having to answer questions about it and and be disrupt, disrupted by it. Look, look the. Warriors in general right now are distraction themselves, complaining about Boston fans being too surly and yeah. saying curse words to them and all that. If we want to talk about a distraction, that's the kind of crap that becomes a distraction. It sounds like an excuse. You know what's going to make Boston fans even worse when they go back there for the next game. So I think that kind of stuff is a distraction, and Draymond kind of leads that charge for the Warriors because he's outspoken. Now, we love it because – it gives you something to talk about. I Draymond's podcast does the same thing. He speaks it speaks his mind. It's working for Draymond, though, because he already has a contract with TNT uh, now and for when he's done playing. So Draymond's getting his bag either way uh, with that. So I don't hold it against him, but I understand how a, a guy running his mouth can become distracting to you. Know, to you know it's a real distraction? Playing in a game seven with COVID. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> look i'm i'll be i don't think the fact that draymond green is doing a podcast is a distraction i think it's the things that he's saying because like saul said draymond green is usually a distraction he talks a lot of smack like that's just who he is he's an irritant he on and off the court like that's his whole thing and that's why people love him and that's why people hate him i think if you're the warriors if you're some of those younger guys you know, maybe it's not a distraction, but he is writing some checks that maybe these younger guys are not ready to cash yet. And I do think when he goes into detail about the game, like we love that. It's awesome as a listener, but he's also giving the Celtics like pointers and shit. Like he's giving them insight in the middle of a final series. Ime Odoka is already a fantastic coach. You don't need to point these things out, even if he already knows them. Like I, I don't mind that he's doing it. I fully support players doing their own thing and doing their own podcast, but like, in the middle of the final series, I can see how the Celtics can take a lot of what he's saying and at the very least use it as bulletin board material. But at yeah. least he's not staying up till four in the morning podcasting <laughs> and then getting up at six to go to practice. So. Yeah. Hi, they. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with it. I think if I was a fan of the Warriors or on the team, I would want him to be more selective about what he says in his podcast during the finals and then really air it all out right after. I also think that would be really big for his podcast if he kind of game planned in that way, like thinking ahead to you're already going to get people tuning in during the finals, regardless of what you say. But after the finals, if you really want people to stay tuned in 
that's where you air all the dirty laundry and then it creates conversation that lasts longer and longer into the off season. All right. So we got to move past the finals talk. The chat's losing their mind. We got oh, to get back to yeah. suns. So. <laughs> all right. Our next screenshot comes from the one and only Mikhail Bridges Twitter account. Mikhail has been making bets all year long. And I don't know, guys, I think I'm on his side because he's been able to win quite a few of them. So Mikhail now has a bet going with the Arizona Diamondbacks because he was tweeting about the Phillies. They're in the middle of a series right now. And now there is officially a friendly wager on the line that if the D-backs win the series, he has to go to a game in full D-backs uniform. Hat, jersey, pants, the works. Who do you think is going to win this bet? Mikhail, first off, it's 1-800-NEXT-STEP because you've had a <laughs> lot of bets this year that you've made. But second off, what I don't understand the Diamondbacks getting butt hurt that Mikhail Bridges is mess is talking about his favorite team, the Phillies. He grew up in Philadelphia. I get it. I would would you love all your athletes just be like, oh, kumbaya, I love all the Arizona teams. But you know, whatever. We already know Mikhail's a Rams fan, a Phillies fan. I don't really care. Root for your Phillies, Mikhail. All right. The thirst is real with the D back social. I'll just say it like that. I mean, it has to be. Have you, have you looked at their attendance? Good Lord, those bleachers are empty. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't mind a little playful banter. I love that Mikhail is willing to talk to Arizona sports teams because he's done this with multiple teams before. Um, it'd be funny if the Phillies won, but it'd also kind of be funny to see him in full Diamondbacks gear. So I'm, I'm cool with it. I don't. It's fun. It's all in good fun. I think for me, the, the coolest thing about Mikhail on Twitter, and he's been really – engaged on Twitter over the last handful of weeks. Like I see him responding to fans all the time, having fun with people, whether it's teams or fans or whomever on Twitter. I think it just shows that he's really embraced this community. Like he still has, you know, his roots in Philly and and that's fine. Nobody's asking him to abandon ship and come over and become a full on Arizona diehard, but he has embraced the city and all of the fan bases here. And I think that's a really cool thing to see. Like, I know we've talked about Mikhail potentially having to be moved later on the down later on down the line should a superstar become available. I would be so sad. I'm just saying I would be so this Saul the same way you were like please don't trade DA. I'm like please don't trade Mikhail. He's <laughs> he's just a sweet baby angel and I don't want him to leave. Because <laughs> they don't monetize this for some cheap, you know, some cheap money, you know. Other teams have done, um, you know, like I don't want to see Mikhail Bridges D-backs jerseys all of a sudden being sold in the team shop. It's like, <laughs> come on, guys. Let's just not do that. Yeah, look, I, whatever. Like, I love that I, this is an anti-Mikhail. I love that Mikhail is is out there on Twitter interacting with people, having fun. That's what it's, uh, that's what it's meant to be. But I also have absolutely no problem if he – Root for teams he rooted for since he was a kid. Like, go enjoy yourself, Mikhail. You've earned that right. And as long as the purple and orange is what you're loyal to when it comes to basketball, I don't care who else you root for otherwise. I don't I don't think they were bagging on him, though. Like, I feel like it was more playful. Because Mikhail always has that playful banter with the Arizona sports teams. Like, he called the – especially with Cardinals fans because they play in the same division as his Rams. He's always said, like, oh – he called them the little red sea as far as like <laughs> Cardinals fans. And he, he engages with it on Twitter when Cardinals fans get mad at him during football season. So I feel like it's just playful banter. 
I agree. Elizabeth in the chat said, I love this bet. It's fun. And I will retweet that. Elizabeth agreed completely. I only love it if he has to wear the full uniform and go to batting practice because I want to see what Mikhail can do on a diamond. I'd rather see see that than just have him have to be a walking billboard for another team in town. Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty fun to see. Until he, until he snaps his bat and breaks his finger or something. <laughs> Don't put that bad juju out there in the world, son. I still put out a newsletter talking about the best duo is in in, in Valley history is is the Valley sports fans and epic tragedy is basically what he said. So it's if he true. Could say, if he can dwell on the negative today, damn it, so am I. No, neither of you can. Stop it right now. We don't need this. There's it's true. Of this. I've been cooped up in this house, and I think it's just getting to me. I'm a little like agitated. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> They hit Espo with the name a more iconic duo, and he went with Arizona sports teams and failure. <laughs> so yeah. Sad. Yeah. Hey, yeah. if Father Time is the only one that uh, is undefeated, and then Arizona sports teams and failure are close second, all right? Oh, man, that's tough. All right. Our next AZ Health screenshot is one that we shared on our Twitter page. Uh, this is a great photo, and I am really glad that you guys were on board with this. Um, <laughs> Basically, I'm sitting at a table and all three of the gentlemen on the show with me are serving me four peaks beer. Love this. I don't know why we're giving her three beers, but uh, (laughs) but but here we are. It's 2022. We're gonna give three beers to somebody who does not drink. (laughs) So so but but I did love the idea. It's a whole like you know, it's another play on the reverse of what the 1980s beer ads were, where it was probably a gender reversal in this picture. So I thought that was pretty cool. Same. Did you, did you say that your wife had a question about this photo? She was like, what the hell is Espo doing? And I tried to explain to her that originally earlier on, because we took like 45 takes of this photo that he was like on bended knee, like serving you up. But uh, he got a little lazy and he's more upright in this picture (laughs) than he was earlier. And uh, no, I was showing off the goods. That's what I was doing. I saw the camera and I said, here you go. You, you know, what you my usually don't side. see, what, see what me standing show- up. And I said, what goods are you showing off? All this, you know, this body <laughs> by, uh, by sugar is what I had to show off. <laughs> body right? by sugar. Body <laughs> by sugar. <laughs> I don't have a six pack. I brought the keg to four peaks and that's what <laughs> you got to show, you know? I, I love that picture because it doesn't hint at the tragedy that unfolded literally 30 oh. seconds after this was taken. I was just going to say, I wish we would have used that photo because yeah. Espo and Gerald failed miserably whoa, and whoa, almost whoa, whoa, dropped no, their beers no, no, on me. Gerald failed miserably. No, 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 no. I, I, I slipped I and no, Gerald no, dropped no, everything. No. Gerald, what did I say before we even got to the photo? Saul literally goes, before we even set up with the beers, he goes, watch, Espo's going to spill something. <laughs> I didn't spill Jack. Go back and look at the photo. There's that much out of my beer, no, no, no. and Gerald has no, nothing no, no. left in his cup. Espo, I saved because it, you Gerald. knocked my tray out of my hand because you bobbled yours. <laughs> Don't even That's try. on you, bro. All right, all right, hands. all right. This is what Shame. happened. Settle this it, is bro. what happened. Shame Espo's, the final verdict. Espo slipped and fainted toward him and barely... <laughs> Barely sp- spilled, and Gerald got all scared and freaked out. That's my boy. No, he literally hit my Did tray. He? No, 
no, no, Shane no. is dead that's to horseshit. me. No, Shane, that's horseshit. Okay. I got I'm you, Gerald. I saw the whole thing. <laughs> All I'm going to say is I'm glad that the beard didn't wind up on me and it wound up more on you, Gerald. So thank you yeah. for taking one for the team, at least Real great. in that situation. <laughs> we, need the, we, need the found, we need the unfound footage. I, 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 I picked my positioning correctly. I stood by Lindsay <laughs> on the opposite side of the table because I knew something bad was coming afoot. I thought I was safe in the back. I was so far back there. <laughs> You're never safe, Gerald. Just know that. And you had the think... smallest tray, too. <laughs> he did. Hey, yeah, this is hey now we got to make it personal. You leave my tray size out of this. <laughs> I think we need to share the – we didn't get the exact – like highlight of the play happening, but we got the aftermath of the play. I think we need to share that clip on oh, Twitter. Yeah, we could definitely. Because I thought that. it was hilarious. Matter, matter of fact, Shane, you should ask Emma. She can send you that photo. We could put it up before the end. Oh of the no, show. I have I have a video of the aftermath. Uh, oh, happening. let's do it. So let's so go. I'm going to go get my camera. So don't ask for any graphics for a second. Oh okay. gosh. Sweet. Okay, so we're gonna put that on Twitter. You guys go look at it and tell us who do you think is at fault, Espo or Gerald. And uh, also, just a reminder, if you guys are planning on having fun this weekend, you can incorporate Four Peaks beer into that fun. It's the best way to celebrate with yourself or your friends or however you want to. But just a reminder, you must be 21 or older. Enjoy responsibly. I'm, I'm rocking that Joy Bus Wow Week today. You can taste Ooh, the nice. orange in it. I haven't had this one before. It's good. I haven't either. I've been looking forward to it, is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's more to check that out. I'm I can't drink the beer, but I can tell you the peach one smells good. It smells yeah. like it would be delightful. Lindsay, can so. you not like just like drink a little not swallow anything, but just drink it and spit it out and just get the taste? I, taste I don't know. I mean, I've never tried that since I developed this allergy. I don't know if it's something that I would be willing to gamble with, to <laughs> be thinking, honest. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> to see what it tastes it. like, I guess. I mean, we could, we could, we could try it to see what it tastes like and see what it's me. I could just like a, try yeah, let's around. kill Lindsay off by having her try something. <laughs> She's like, oh, I feel fine. Her ears like swollen. Like, oh, what? Oh, our <laughs> ad reads are going to be so sad. Or Pete. R.I.P. Lindsay. Oh, no. <laughs> did, did anybody else see the PHNX sports show today? They were uh, imbibing some of these uh, uh, beers and Cheerson Soussel dropped the f-bomb and it was the first time i've ever heard her do it on a show oh uh, go check God. it out it was spectacular and she credited the uh the afternoon drink uh, to to loosening her up a bit and I and saying that. it so thank you four peaks for the entertainment listen this is how far we've come as phnx we have two of the most polished women in sports <laughs> media in the state of arizona and we got them both to drop f-bombs live <laughs> on our shows that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about well i mean <laughs> i'm proud <laughs> thanks yes. Carol. thanks all right gentlemen it is time for another snake draft and today we are going to be drafting our top board games and just a disclaimer card games do not count in this draft just board games that has to have some sort of a board involved. So here is the order that we are going to be drafting in. It's going to go Espo, Saul, Gerald, and then myself. So, There's only one number one pick, and if Espo doesn't take it, he's already lost this entire draft. Well, oh, that's pressure. Look, 
It is. There is only one number one pick on the big board. It's what everybody thinks about when they think about board games. Uh, and it's Monopoly. Monopoly is the number one pick in the board game draft. And Gerald, you can shake your damn head, but it ain't like taking Whataburger in the fast food draft. It is, you know, this oh. is taking the, the number one pick in the draft. This is no no doubt. This is like taking Luca over Aiton. It's the thing that should happen. Right? Does anyone like playing? That's Monopoly, what I'm saying. Though? Like I was gonna put it enjoy on. It. I was Dude, gonna put it on my board. Monopoly. That's not fun. Everybody must talks have lost trash a lot about Monopoly. I don't think I've ever finished a game of Monopoly. It takes it's so called long. Strategy. Come it takes on. So long. Oh my gosh. All right. All right. Paul, what you going with? <laughs> well, I, I'm between a couple. But um, I will go with a classic because this is, I mean, it was just the funnest fucking game I've ever played as a little kid. And so I'm going to say Candyland. Oh, I love Candyland. That's a good pick. Good pick. I'm so sad that you took that. Oh, man. Okay. So you guys, there's a lot of good stuff on here. I'm going to go old school. I thought you were going in this direction when you talk about when you think of board games, because this is what I think of. I think of chess. I'm going nerdy. I'm going chess. It's an all-time classic for a reason. It's Wait, like you just baseball. bitched about Monopoly taking so long? Chess takes a long time, too. And be chess boring? Chess, nope. chess doesn't take a lo- as long. There's so much more strategy to chess than Monopoly. Give me a break. Come on, <laughs> Come on Hold on. Wait. It's an oh, intellectual bad game. Yes. Please, please either never do that again or always do that. <laughs> Gerald in his chest. Yes. Oh my. I even, so. All you know, right. If you're listening to this, you need to go watch the YouTube video because what Saul just did was tragic and beautiful all at once. I don't know. All right. So I'm actually really surprised that this one lasted this long. It's one of my all time favorite board games, Clue. Clue is so much fun to play. I love Clue. Lindsay picked a game, a board game that involves murder. Who would have guessed? Shocker. (laughs) Who would have guessed? I should have known. It's not my fault. It was a fun game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Okay, and then my my second pick would have been Candyland had it still been on the board because that's a solid pick, Saul. So I'm really mad at you. Um, I think with my second pick, I'm going to go Catan. Okay. It's Settlers like a, of Catan. Yeah, it's like a really popular game right now, sort of like a battle game. So that's what I'm going with. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to go with, for my second pick, I feel like this, I don't know. I'm going to go with Sorry. Oh, sorry. That's such a good one. Ooh, Love that's Sorry. Good. Like that's a solid second round pick. I'm going to go with Scrabble. Scrabble. Oh, man. On my list. I was hoping I'd still be there. Oh, so this, I get back to back here. This is where I, I'm going to win or lose this. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and in the past, I would go with what I thought I enjoyed the most, but I'm going to go look at this and give the people what they want. The first one, I'm going with checkers. Okay. It's the better version of what, uh, what Gerald picked. <laughs> the it's the simpleton's version of that. <laughs> Exactly. So the better version. Uh, it's more then, inclusive. Ooh. Oh, there's two here. And uh, one pulling at my heartstrings and one that I think uh, the people would enjoy more. Go with the heartstrings. 
Do what else? No, because that's how I lose these drafts. I'm not dumb. I know that's how I lose these. I'm going to go connect four. Oh, that's a good one. It's always fun. Is that technically a board, though? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, Espo. I'm kidding, Well, now you bring up a good point. Does it count? Good question. I will allow it. Shane says yes. I will count it. Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm between two solid picks, and I'm kind of surprised this one lasted. I'm going to go Battleship. Oh, okay. hail. I was going to take that. All oh, hail. All oh, hail. Quality pick. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, okay. Is it to me now? Yeah. What were your two, Espo? Uh, checkers and Connect 4. Checkers connect, and Connect 4. Connect 4 and Checkers, yeah. Okay. Um, this one's, I don't know. We might need a ruling on this, but I think it's a board game. Categories. Mm. Shane says, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know what no. categories is the one where you roll the cube. Yeah, with the yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It is. All right, we'll count it. We'll count it. All right. Yeah, I'm only giving it to you because I know it sucks. All right, it doesn't Y'all don't like to think when you play games, huh? <laughs> you just want uh, mindless entertainment. That's it. <laughs> like this show, Gerald. Have you not been a part of this? I You're think in on the mindless show. entertainment. Oh, is it my turn again? No, it's my uh, turn. It's Lindsay. Lindsay's. Oh, sorry. Slow your roll, bro. Sorry. Um, I think this is so tough because there's a handful. Mm-hmm. Espo mentioned life, and life is a good one, but I feel like life was always like a – it was 50-50. You either loved it or you didn't like playing it. Um, but it is nostalgic. Like the real game of life. Facts. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> and then there's Hungry Hungry Hippos in the comments. And I've seen that. And I, that's a good one. But I feel like I'm going to go. Oh, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to go Guess Who and Operation. Ooh, Operation. There that's you go. Right. Okay. That was I love Lindsay's one. strategy. Like she's throwing out names of other games that I think she wants us to take because she doesn't think they're good. So she's yeah. acting like she's interested in them. No. It's like subterfuge before the draft. They're in the chat. It's not like you guys can't see it either. <laughs> life was just, Ooh. I used to love playing life, but finding somebody as a kid to play life with me was like pulling teeth. Nobody wanted to play that game. True. All right. It was I'm always gonna, like Candyland or Sorry or Battleship. I'm going to also go with a throwback game from childhood. And this was probably one of my favorites growing up. I'm going to go with Mousetrap, my fourth oh, overall pick. That one was a bitch to set up, though. Really the time of that game was setting it up where the thing was balanced correctly to actually <laughs> yeah. fall down. But when you win and when the mousetrap fell, that was the most exhilarating shit as a child. Love it. <laughs> True. Saul? <laughs> I sure I should have fucking gonna say risk. <laughs> you talk about a long ass game. But you risk play that was shit, like, fun. Oh my god, it took too long though. Lindsay wanted fun. to dominate other countries through war. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Um, I actually am gonna go with uh something Lindsay had just mentioned because it was on my list. So hungry, hungry, hippo, let's right. go. There was nothing there was like the, the best. 10 seconds of your life each game. <laughs> I'm not even touching that one. <laughs> I've said multiple things on this show that I probably shouldn't touch. Oh, we are aware. <laughs> oh, dear. All, All right. right. Espo, so, what you got? Two in a row here, right? I'm going to go shoots and ladders. Okay. okay. Solid. Solid. That's a, that's a classic. Uh, 
Are we doing five? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. You know what? Because it was fun at college parties after a few uh, four peaks, I'm going to go with Twister. Okay. Twister. Yeah. Um, does that it's count got as a board? board? It's got a board. It does have okay. a board and a wheel. All right. All right. So what's your final pick? Okay. This, this, I'm going to need a vote on this one. All right. Because I'm, I'm kind of, if we connect four, it wasn't really on the board, but it was kind of like a uh-huh. Jenga. No. No, no. There's no, there's no board board in it. Like, connect Hold four on. is if board we're... turned sideways. No, 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 no. If we're no. counting connect four, you're counting Jenga. All right. That's a fair it's point. The judge. I'll, I'll give you leniency as well as I did Espo, and I hope that everyone remembers that with my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Uh, um, yeah, last pick Jenga. is Dungeons and Dragons. So <laughs> this is... We'll see if we count this as cheating or fair. Mario Party. It is a virtual board game, but it is no. a board game. No. <laughs> no, Come that's on. a video game. It's Absolutely a board game. not, Gerald. No. Well, every in video the background game is a virtual no. board game, no, but no. no, but Mario Party, you actually have a dice and you have spaces no. on no, the board. Gerald, no, Gerald. No. 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 Nice try. Gerald's over here trying to cheat to get a W. <laughs> I see how you are, Gerald. He gets one win, and now it's just like... It went to my head. He'll do anything <laughs> to keep the title. Fine. Then I'm going to go with... Uh, this game's underrated, I feel like. I'm going to go with Sequence. Sequence? Mm-hmm. I don't think Man. I've ever played that. You have named well, three games that I've never heard of before. Really? Oh, Sequence yep. is fun. I've never heard Sequence of Catan either. Um, okay, so this does... Tell me if this counts. Uh, Loteria. Somebody in the comments said it shouldn't count, but it's basically like uh, bingo. No, yeah. Bas- no, not bingo. Is bingo the one where you do like so many in a row, right? That's bingo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it's basically like that. It's just the Spanish version of it. It's super fun. So you have Should the card that you have to... Yeah, you have like a, a a card that has all the different characters on it, and then you place them off. I think it needs to count since we counted Jenga and Connect Four. But. Yeah, we'll give it to you. Oh yeah, sure. Let's just count everything now. Except yours was a video game, dude. <laughs> yeah, Gerald. I've real life is bingo real a board game. Life is bingo a board game. Bingo is bingo a board game. I don't know. I mean, a there's game. a card board well shit i would have done mexican train if we were going to do that like that's a great game jay says it's cards <laughs> so what, what? A, i don't know there's another that. oh god you guys tell me does bingo count i does bingo yes. if count? we count yes. if we count connect four and jenga yes it should yes count. then yes. i want to count i want my last pick to be mexican train no, no you can't so. go back well, if I knew Domino's you should, counted you as a game, I would have done you that. Should have brought it up. This is just because you asked for a video game, and we said no. That's against the spirit of what we're doing. Doesn't mean you can now go. Hold on a second. I have three others. I think should have been in there. <laughs> hey, uh, Lindsay, how do you spell it? L o t e r i a. Gotcha. I'll just write it down. So yes, Shane, yes. you be the decider. Shane says yes. All right, we're going with cool. it. All right, this will be an interesting one. So, Espo, do you want to? Did you guys all remember yours, or do you want me to read them? 
I can. Yeah, I got. I, I got mine. Okay. Mine I, is oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, so I mine is go, go Candyland. Drafted. <laughs> Candyland, Scrabble, Battleship, uh, Hungry, Hungry Hungry Hippos, and Jenga. It's a pretty good lineup. Pretty That's good. That's a solid lineup. Candyland is a great pick. All right, uh, Shane, if you want to throw up my ticker on there, uh, mine was Monopoly, Checkers, Connect Four, Shoots and Ladders, and Twister. I don't know, Espo. I don't know. This is yeah. a tough one. It's, it's basic, but it could appeal to people that just... It very well could. It's basic. Because <laughs> not, not everybody is into board games. Not, not a lot of adults are like, yeah, let's have a game night like this. So you might be able That's to like, play to the nostalgia here. Yeah, it's like the board game like starter pack. Like when you yeah. think of board games, those That's are the right. first ones. Yeah, I went probably. with the Hall of Famers. Well, Gerald, what you got? <laughs> I went way the hell off the reservation with these picks. Um, I went with chess, sorry, categories, mousetrap, and sequence. <laughs> It ain't going to be a back-to-back winner, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you that I, much. I don't know, man. Those are pretty solid picks. Gerald, I'm going to go on They're the limb and radar. say if, if, if Espo and I don't dominate this today, I, I, I give up. I give up. Because I, I feel like know we, about that. we dominated this 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 one. I sure. feel like I, I have a that. solid lineup. Excuse Let's see me. Let's I see have Lindsay's. Clue, Catan, Guess Who, Operation, and Loteria. I think like, there's going to be a section of people out there that don't even know what Catan or Loteria is. Well, there's also a I didn't. Of people that are probably really into it. And maybe they're the diehards. Yeah, maybe, maybe you maybe you guys are just out of touch. Maybe yeah. we're going to run away with this. Exactly. Should we put, another, should we put another wager on this? I think we should. I think oh, we should. Says the, All right. says the man who tried to sneak a video game into our board game draft. Be- before you put another wager into it, uh-huh. let's get our other wager out of the way. Okay, no, wait, oh. hold on. Hold on. We'll get to that, Shane. Give me one second. <laughs> I have to go. I want to see it. Oh, okay. okay, fine. Then Real okay. quick, okay. if if Lindsay Shane, and I get, get a up. higher percentage of the vote than you and Espo combine, then I don't know. We'll you figure will, out that's... yeah, it's it's us two against you two. How about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Highest okay, percentage perfect. works. The two, me yeah. and Gerald yes. versus Saul and Espo. Yes. All right. So I loser, pay my best. Loser, loser has to chug a beer like Johnny Venerable. <laughs> <laughs> that shit will stay with me, man. On, on the show. <laughs> No, because yeah. Lindsay doesn't drink beer. We can't do that. Well, we'll get her to chug uh, a seltzer water. No, I want I want epic oh, I failure. Have a all over. Great idea. No. Oh, I, think... I have a great idea. I'm not What's telling that? you though because I'm I only want to do it if I if I win. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm know, cheating. a fair bet. Okay. It should be an either either or situation. So. Okay, Shane has to go, and he really wants to see this. I pay my bets. So last Friday, we did another snake draft. It was fast food chains. We made a bet that whoever loses has to do the ad read roulette for today's show. I lost, like, epically. It was so bad. Okay, but here's the thing. It's a it's a win for you guys. It's also a win for me because now moving forward, Saul, you can no longer claim that I will win every single one of these simply because I am Lindsay. Now, when I win, you're going to take that out and you're going to take it all the way to the bank. So we all won in this situation. All right, Shane, what ad read roulette that I have to read today? Lindsay, you are reading. Lindsay just ad. couldn't take her L. <laughs> she had to drag me down well, with her. That's right, Jesus. Saul. When I go down, you go Jesus. too. We're all going oh straight to nowhere. Right. Uh. Lindsay, you're reading this ad like like Siri. <sighs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't get that. 
<laughs> All right, I gotta go. It's starting. <laughs> okay, so you want to hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me let me breathe. Hold on one second. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you want to go to your local dispensary for some OG's brands. Is that right? Yes. yes. Okay, here's what I found. OG's brands has a variety of delicious flavors. They are scratch-made THC gummies that flavor life's journey. Do you want to hear more? Yes. yes. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. <laughs> Tell us a <Yes>. joke. <laughs> okay, starting writing local dispensary found at ogsbrands.com. Your arrival time is 13 minutes. Do you want to hear more? Yes. <laughs> I found this on the internet. OGsbrands.com. O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. Did I answer your question? No. I'm sorry. What are the flavors? <laughs> She's just like, I'm sorry. No. You asked, what are the flavors of OG brands? Correct? Yes. Yep. Here's what I found. Orange creamsicle, blackberries and cream, watermelon, and more. Did that answer your question? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Well done, that's all Lindsay. I got. Well done. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. I had to make sure you guys were incorporated in there. Somehow, I have, that one was brutal. I wouldn't have even thought to incorporate everybody into that. I would have just like, that was good. That was really good. I did the best I could. All right. So okay. we have, we had to get that in real quick before Shane had to go do his Sun Devil show. If you guys don't have anything planned for the rest of the day, I highly recommend hopping over there. But nice. let's go back just real quick for one second. So this bet, do mm -hmm. we have to, listen, when you place a bet on the DraftKings sports, sports book app, you have to pay up, right? Win or lose, you got to pay them. They got to pay you. So we're in on this. Is The question I have is, are we making the bet wager right now? Are we deciding what the loser has to do right now? Or can we do that next week? Should we think about it? I think we think about it and make it worthwhile. Okay. So maybe we announce on Monday then? Yes. On Monday? Monday or Tuesday? Yes. One of the two? Yeah? Yeah. Sure. Sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. All right, perfect. I'm so excited, but I'm really nervous for this. But I just want to put this out. Wait, there. wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. We can't make the bet. We can't make the bet on Monday or Tuesday because you'll know if you lost or won. Okay. Well, so we have to do it today. Yeah, we have to do it today. Do it, Lindsay. Do it. <laughs> do it. I just don't want to lose because I don't want to have to do this. But have you guys seen the Sprite Challenge on TikTok? No. no. Oh my God. You the challenge is you literally have to chug a bottle of Sprite all the way without burping. And the results are embarrassingly hilarious, but I don't want to do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're yes. doing that. Yeah, yes. Have you seen the That's tortilla the... challenge? That's another good one, too. No, what's, what's that, that one? one? Where you put water in your mouth and you slap each other with tortillas and see. <gasps> oh, I love that. Laughing. Yes. So, you wait, wait. Do that. So the loser would have to have the water in their mouth and the winner gets to slap them with a tortilla. Okay. And I see who, love who laughs that. first. Yeah. All right. Okay, so how what are we doing? How about how about we? Shh, 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 shh. 
I don't know. These Guys, we're going to have good. more bets in the future, so I guarantee we can use let's, both let's, of these at some point. Let's do, let's do the Sprite one this time, and then okay. the next time we can do the tortilla. God, okay. Gerald, don't let me down. <laughs> I oh. don't want to do this Sprite This is This might be a beatdown of epic proportions. So I have some Russian uh, bots we can use. If we yeah, let's go. Let's go. No cheating, okay? <laughs> no, no cheating. cheating. No cheating. <laughs> to, to answer your question, though, Lindsay, I always do pay off my bets, no matter how ridiculous uh, they make me look. That's good, because you've also won a lot of bets, Espo, especially on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if you guys are in the mood to play some bets this weekend, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That is promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You want to talk about... Show. You want to talk about somebody losing something? I got the video proof that Gerald couldn't hold his beer while we were doing the Do we have it? Do we have it? We have it. Would you like me to play it right now? Here we go. (laughs) All right, shoot over. What I tell you, Gerald? What I tell you, Gerald? I called it. I fucking called it. Did I tell you? I knew I love you my video. Gerald, I didn't know that you drank off the tray. <laughs> that was like such a like, like, oh, let me get the dish rag and ring it in my mouth kind of move. Like, oh my gosh. Can can we look at recording? I wanted to make our partners look good. Four pieces yeah, and, so and, good. You will see. And also that tray. didn't prove shit. <laughs> yeah, Gerald had shit. Gerald had a tray full of beer and an empty glass, and I had a full cup on my tray, no beer on it. Well, that proves it I didn't over. spill shit. Thank you very much. And your beer was half full because you spilled <laughs> half of it, knocking my tray. And mine was a big tall glass that was top was. heavy. No, nope. you I hear that's you crap. hear Saul in the background saying, "I told you, Gerald." That just—if you look point. in that photo, my beer is at the same level in the video as it is in the photo. Oh my! Eat God. it, Gerald. Yeah, oh, that was after we had to clean up and do another photo, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I think we had quit by that. I think that was what was like, yeah, we should probably quit while we're ahead. Um, my favorite part of that video is my witchy laugh at the beginning. That was fantastic. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I could, I didn't even hear it. So I didn't go know, back I and listen to it. I started oh sounding like a witch. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get that video approved by Lindsay before we showed it. You did so. not. No, no. You did not. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this was a fun show. Thank you all for tuning in. So what's also, up? also before we go, just want to give a shout out to uh, uh, a meat company. <laughs> It's I'm not making this up. It's an actual meat company out here in Gilbert. Uh, they're at the the, the um, farmer's market on Saturdays. It's called Well Hung Meat. <laughs> Sorry, it's true. I just want to give him a shout out because I just love the hat. Thank you. Well, there you go. <laughs> Community Corner brought to you by Saul Bookman. Uh, until next week, we hope you guys have a solid uh, weekend. And you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore book. Or, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. For dirty meat jokes, Saul's <laughs> your man. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs>